you for listening to this message from the North Gate. Let's stand to our feet and let's honor the man of God as he comes. Let's honor Uncle Bryn for all that he is to us. We love you, Uncle Bryn. I am going to switch that out if I can. Yeah. So we're just going to have a little fun tonight and talk. I felt like, again, the, the main sort of prophetic assignment uh, was fulfilled last night in ministering to your pastor, because if I change your pastor, I change you. And uh, so then we just have fun tonight and teach and then go eat something good if you want to. Thank you for bringing me Gatorade too, by the way. Okay. All right, let's go to Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. If, when, when, once, who, what's my man's name running that right there? Johnny. When you see me start saying words in that last sentence, just go ahead and click it over to that next verse. I like it. Thumbs up. No, I couldn't even see the man. I just see a thumb come up out of the computer. And say, yeah, yeah. No, no, nothing else. Just out of the darkness, a thumb arises. Uh, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, John. Big J back there. Big J, don't mess with him. He's dangerous back there. Swagging out on the, on the apple. I see you, Big J. Okay. Let, go back to verse one. We'll start. We'll try to gather ourselves here. You know, got to be deep and prophetic here. Come on. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord or, or jubilee. And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, Oh, you're doing beautiful, Johnny. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they shall, they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. And the sons of the foreigner shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. I'm going to have to dock you 10%, Johnny. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. I'm going to read just a couple more verses. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery for burnt offering. I will direct their work in truth. I will make them an everlasting covenant. Their descendants, and I think I'll stop here. Let me make sure I'm going to stop there. Yeah, yeah. 
Their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All who see them shall acknowledge them that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. I'm sort of calling this a prophetic progression tonight because I believe this is what the Lord is doing much among our kingdom family. And uh, again, I shared this some of this in Mobile, and I want to share it with you because on the heels of what happened with your pastor last night, I just believe your leader is stepping into a new day. I'm going to say that again. I believe your leader is stepping into a new day. And because your leader is stepping into a new day, you are stepping into a new day. So we're just going to break this down a little bit. This is almost be like a little Bible study tonight. I love this kind of stuff. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. So let's go back to verse number one. Big J, take me back to verse number one. And uh, let's start immediately because there's a progression here that I want you to notice that I believe the Lord is doing in this hour among our family. Uh, I, I don't. I, I shudder to say this is what God is doing, you know, because God is doing a million things in a million places. But I do believe this is what God is doing among our kingdom family with the arcs and the sons and the brothers and the fam- even the families we have in Mobile. I want to show you this progression. It's very simple, but I want you to read this with me. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. Now, just for a little reference, this is the same scripture Jesus references in Luke 4 when he stands up in the middle of the temple and declares to them, this scripture is now fulfilled in your hearing. And so now we have become the body of Jesus Christ in the earth. We are the anointed one and his anointing in the earth realm now. So I'm going to say this from an interesting perspective, but I don't believe I'm doing doing any damage to the scripture. And I want to get you to see something, this progression of, I believe, what the Lord is going to do among you and even in Streetsboro and all these other things. So we initially begin this thing with a uh, single statement. Hang on one second. I'm going to look at something here on my, uh, on my phone. So we, we start it like this. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. So we begin this little progression with an, with an individual. You're going to love my penmanship. Okay? An individual. Or well, let's, let's, let's go with the first thing he gives reference to, to preach. Let's go an individual or a preacher. Come on. Your pastor is going to start preaching again. Not just teaching, preaching again. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison doors to those that are bound. You can go to the next one. To, okay, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the joy of all for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now go back to verse 2. So we go from an individual, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, to a people. Okay? And... The individual, this is going to be very simple, but this is important, and this is the way I feel God. It's just very interesting. Again, 
the Lord's pulling some, he's purging me of some things and I have to do it the way he wants me to do it, regardless if it doesn't feel um, impressive. God, God is purging me of my need to impress. That's not fun. Y'all say amen, it's not fun. Okay. To proclaim the acceptable of the year of David. Okay, so the Lord, he does this. So the individual preacher also has this. Go back to verse 1. An anointing. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. So an individual, or I'm saying preacher specifically because of what I told your pastor last night, possesses an anointing for the purpose of a people. The poor, the brokenhearted, the captive, the bound. Okay, next verse. Next verse. Uh, the mourning. Go, to, go ahead and go to the next verse. I'm just going to, just stay with me, John. You're doing awesome. Those that have beauty for ashes, joy for mourning. Okay, so he's doing this. He's taking a people in what direction? An individual person with an anointing for the purpose of a people in to wholeness. Okay, go back to verse 1. Just going to be a little Bible study tonight. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking, but now we are Jesus in the earth. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. It's the same thing that happens when the, when the Spirit of God says last night about with your, with your pastor, purging, purging him and all the things, that when the, the people of God needed something, he sent a man ahead of them into a place. Okay, I, I, hate, I, I feel sorry for people, but it always starts with a man. An individual. A sent man. You could even use that phrase here. A sent man, apostolic man, an individual with an anointing is now we see the purpose of that anointing. That anointing is to bring a corporate people into wholeness. Okay, so let's, let's okay, yes, what is he doing? He's preaching good tidings to the poor. He's sending this anointed individual to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, opening of prison doors to those that are bound. Some of you ought to be saying amen because literally being connected to Jimmy, this is what's happened to you. God sent an anointed individual into your story to do exactly these things. Oh, hallelujah. Again, this is family. I know people are watching my live stream. This really don't have anything to do with y'all. <laughs> Correct. Jimmy said, unless you, you don't have good crowd, Mike, so I'll repeat that. Jimmy said, unless you want to move. Okay. Okay. So this is Uber Northgate centric tonight. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon an individual, a sent man. This anointing is on him to, for a purpose. It's not just on him to just feel it and have a great time. There's a purpose behind this anointing. And it is to preach, to heal, to proclaim 
to open prisons. That is what this anointing is for. And really, your pastor is returning to that. To where he is going to preach and heal and proclaim and open things up. He has a breakthrough grace and anointing on him. Okay, break open atmospheres, lives of people, people with addiction. It's it's just amazing. Okay, so now he does this. Go to the next verse. This is going to be simple tonight. I'm just going to walk you through this. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, Jubilee. Jubilee, Leviticus 25, 26. Jubilee is a, uh, is a time in Israel's socioeconomic reset in Israel's history that does a few things. All slavery ended. Slaves were set free. Uh, secondly, uh, I'm trying to rack my brain here a little bit because I didn't study uh, that particular topic, when I, but I feel to share it with you, okay? Uh, secondly, uh, the, the Holy Spirit would can't, the Lord called them to cancel debt in a jubilee uh, year. Do, who, do, do you know what a jubilee year was? Be who does not know what a jubilee year was? Raise your hand. Okay, don't be ashamed. People. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> who does not know what a jubilee year is? Okay, perfect. Okay, so... Uh, the, the, so there was a cycle in Israel's world, and every seven years they had a year of rest. And in the seventh, seventh, in the cycle of sevens, God, I feel like Perry Stone. <laughs> I love Perry. That's not a, that's not a derogatory statement. It's, I love Perry. It's just I just feel like I'm getting I'm stepping into, I'm stepping into something here. I'm not smart enough to deliver verbally to you. Okay, <laughs> so. Uh, Seven times seven, 49. In the 50th year, after seven cycles of seven years of rest, in the 50th year, there would be a jubilee year amongst the people of God. And when you would sell things or even you would count jubilee when the next jubilee would be, even regards like if you had a piece of land and you were in year 43 and you were selling it to someone, they had to take that into account because seven years after you sell it to them, they have to return it back to you. So what it is is basically even things you sold to survive, you get back. Come on, come on, okay, okay. So so he so jubilee return it. Slaves were set free, debts were canceled, and land was returned to its original owner. So this it's a simple example. We're just talking tonight. A little teaching is is if Jimmy and Tina owned a piece of land and they got into a situation in this time, in that time in Israel, they got into a situation where they had they were running out of money or something and they had to sell a piece of property for, for finances, to receive money so their family could survive, they could do whatever they needed to do. There came a point in time, God cared so much about legacy that in, a, in the, oh my God, in, a, in the cycle of time, in the fullness of time, the Lord would not even allow legacy to be deprived of what was originally had by the progenitors of their line. So when parents possess something, even if the parents had to lose it to take care of their families, there would be in the process of time a time where God would return it to them through the year of Jubilee. And he would say, you thought you, boy, I feel this in my Holy Ghost. You thought you lost that land, but in the fullness of time, I will return it back to you. 
So what the, what the prophet is saying here is he's saying, I am, there will come one who will stand in front of people and declare jubilee. He will declare slavery is over. Some of y'all been in that process, even in your thinking, your theology. We are sons, not slaves. Debts canceled and removed. Oh, hallelujah. And then land returned to its original owner. So this is what the prophet is saying. I am proclaiming these three things. Slavery is coming to a close. Debts are going to be canceled. And land is going to be returned to its original owners. Man, I'd just receive that if I were you tonight. Okay, so this man, he declares these things. The day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Well, I feel something on that Jubilee thing. I don't know why. Woo, hallelujah. 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 I just declare this, this house will own land, special land. Land that's been theirs from the beginning of time. That if they felt like through opportunity they couldn't get it at the, at the right time. But God will hand it to them. In the fullness of time. In the fullness of time. I'm going I'm to go, I'm going to talk a couple of things, I'm going to be quiet. But we, we struggle in faith because we have, a, we have a demented relationship with time. God does not live in time. God does not abide by time. Time is set in motion for us to get to organize and order our lives. But God does not live in time. This is why prophecy is so powerful. It is, a, it is like a slit into the eternal realm that you get to peek into to see what God has already done before the foundation of the world. He's actually telling you something that's already reality. You're just not there yet in time. And our relationship with time causes us to doubt God and ourselves. But in the fullness of time, the Lord will return. Oh, thank you, Lord. Okay, let's, let's keep going. Man, man, man. All right, just, well, just lift your hands one more time. I just declare over this people, Lord. I just want to do how I feel it. I just declare over this people, land, debts canceled. Come on. And the continuance of a slavery mindset being broken. I declare that that will, that will start to mark this house over and over. New people are, I, I felt this all weekend, Jimmy. New people are going to start coming in because you're whole. You're, you're, your purging process is over. And now the doors will open where people can come in again. Wow, 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 wow. You, you, could, you couldn't be purged in front of a bunch of people. Just not healthy. It's just not healthy. But now that that season is coming to a close on the, on the eve of your 45th birthday, you're going you're to see people come back in this church again. And some of you are going to have to deal with that because some of you got to understand that because as it, although it will still remain a family, it will also have a little bit some mission attached to it. And it won't be so insular. So you have to elevate in your ability in relationships where it cannot just be about the people in this room. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so let's go here. The proclaim the acceptable, proclaim jubilee. You can study that on your own. Go study jubilee. It's 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 amazing. It's amazing. Uh, the day of the vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Uh, next next verse to console those who mourn in Zion to do what to give them. So so we have this wholeness through this exchange. The anointing is an exchange element. It breaks things off and imparts things too. 
Okay, it's an exchange element. So he's what this individual with this anointing is called to do initially is to bring a people through that anointing and spirit into wholeness by way of exchange. They have to give up their mourning to receive consolation. They have to exchange their ashes for beauty. Man, this is so good. Because some people, I'm just telling you, some people go, I tried that Holy Ghost stuff and it doesn't work. No, you didn't make an exchange. It's not that it didn't work. You didn't drop your nets. You didn't really say yes. You you were waiting on God. You want God to do 100% of it, and there is an exchange element here. You've got to hand him that interior interior dysfunction, and there will be an exchange made. Okay. To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise, I feel this coming on this house again strong. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Okay. So what we have here is we have... Again, I'm, I'm recapping, I'm reminding on purpose. Are you here? Say yes. Yeah, I know this is simple tonight. This is what I feel to do among you. Okay. We, again, we start with an individual anointed by the Spirit of God. Then we move, the narrative even brings in the idea of from a man to a people to console them, a people into wholeness by way of exchange. So that now, that now, now we have two levels of this prophetic progression. We have a man anointed by the Spirit of God and a people that are made whole. Okay? We have a people made whole. Interior life made whole. The answer, for, as our apostle would say, the answer for the world around you is the world within you. There, there, there is a wholeness coming to your internal world, your interior world. Now this is where, specific, well, let me say it like this. of Pentecostal ministry lives in the tension of these two things. It never leaves this area right here. This is why 99% of Pentecostal ministry is this. Break to the same people 900 times. Tonight, breakthrough. It shifts tonight. I'm not saying that's not true, but there ought to come a point where those people in that room don't have to be told that anymore. Where the tension, where the tension of an anointed man, where, where, where a people actually move into wholeness. Now, and this is important. Listen to me, this is important. You cannot spend 20 years of your life. How do I say this? I, I, that sounds harsh. I don't mean it harsh. You have to be willing, no matter how long it takes. I'm not going to put a timetable on it. But you got to be willing to make that exchange. And as you do, God will expedite these processes in your heart. Okay? So what I'm trying to say is don't make it take longer because you're stingy with what's happening in your internal world. Bring it to the light that you may be healed. Okay. Okay. So we're just talking. Okay. So again, individual, Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He's anointed me. To preach, the, to do what? For a purpose. The anointing has a purpose. Okay? F- to do what? To bring this, to bring them, a corporate people, into wholeness by way of exchange of internal issues 
and exchanging them for supernatural realities. No more heaviness, praise. Come on. Come on. Okay. Now, again, 99% of probably the ministry you grew up in, every Sunday, church service, rests in these two things right here, in the middle of these two things. An anointed preacher who this people puts all their hope in. All their dependence in. And every Sunday, they're looking, they're, they try, they're looking for a little more piece of this. Now, I'm not giving, again, I'm not giving you a timetable because this is not, we're not debating how long something should or should not take. I'm trying to make a principle to this house. Okay. This is not for the world. This is not for a bunch of, this is for you. Okay. People hold us. And we never, this is every week of church. Anointed preacher, people, God's going to shift it, change it, move it. You're coming out. You're going in. <laughs> it's going to happen. Maybe a while. I don't know. We're not sure. Here we go. Hallelujah. And we have an emotional faith that vacillates based on how anointed or unanointed something is around us. We have an emotional faith that vacillates. Okay. But there's purpose. Okay. There's purpose why the individual is anointed. But there's also purpose why the people are made whole. There's purpose behind it. Okay? I feel like I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a ministry school. There's purpose behind this. And listen, yes, God wants you to enjoy life. Yes, yes, for, yes, yes. But we, I love, I love these kinds of words in Scripture. Words like, therefore, for, that. Why? Because it connects a latter idea to a former idea and gives you a, a, a sense of the idea of the thought of the author in all of its purpose and intent. So God, so the Lord says... I have this individual anointed by the Spirit who's going to bring a people into wholeness by way of exchange. That anointing is an exchange agent to bring you into a place of wholeness. That's what this, this place has been doing this for years. But there's, this is a big word. That. 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 Why? What? This wholeness, guys, has a purpose. This wholeness has a purpose. This is very important. That they may be called trees of righteousness. So we have a preacher. We have a people. I'm going old school like my Baptist grandpa with some alliteration. I'm hitting with some alliteration. Okay. We have a preacher. We have a people and then we have a planting. We have a preacher, a man anointed of the Spirit of God, now by way of that anointing brings wholeness to a group of people. They exchange, by working of the anointing and the Spirit of God, they exchange their internal dysfunction for the promises of God by His Spirit. Joy, peace, life, hope, Blessing. Come on. Okay. Now, why does that happen? So that God can plant those people. 
This is very important for people to understand. This is, this is radically important for people to understand who don't understand how churches are intended to work. Come on, that's true. But this, this is so important. Okay, okay. You, 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 we, we, we won't, we won't, how, how, how do I say this appropriately? Again, we're just talking. I feel like I'm in a college setting. We, we want to connect with people. This is a church culture plague. We want to connect with people in interpersonal relationships before this process happens. And the truth is, you cannot become a family full of brokenness. This is how God's changing church culture. People will come to a, I'm telling you, these apostolic revival centers are going to take on, it it, it is that. It is apostolic revival centers and community. It is not a local church setting where anybody can just feel at home. That's not the purpose. The purpose is God sets an anointed man. I'm helping y'all. God sets an anointed man with the Spirit of God upon him to do what? To bring a people into wholeness. Only when that people reaches wholeness can they actually interconnect with one another. That's why this is important because I believe this church is, is on the precipice of this, which then would allow other people who do not have wholeness to come in. And it's strong enough now. Oh, hallelujah. This little group of people that God gave a big promise to is becoming strong enough now, come on, okay, that now people can come in. And they don't determine the thermostat of what happens in this room. And now you, oh, hallelujah. Okay, 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 okay. Now, okay, okay, so, so the Lord, okay. Man, I have a lot, I have a lot in me, but okay, okay. He, he's, he's planting... In a place. You, 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 you will not feel connected until you allow the anointing to do its work in your inner world. I feel people all the time, I just don't feel connected. I just don't feel connected. You know, I just, I've come to church, I just don't feel connected. That ain't people's fault. That ain't God's fault. That ain't Jimmy's fault. That ain't Tina's fault. I'm not even saying it's your fault. What I'm saying is there is a surrender that must come to you and I in the presence of the Spirit of God and the moving of the anointing. See, God's not going to, I'm telling you this, God's not going to let a bunch of bitter, offended, jacked up, emotionally dysfunctional people develop a church and say, we're all planting. No, we're not. We're not planting it. No, no, no. God's going to take time. He'll take years. He'll take decades. He'll take 25 years. He'll take 50 years. He'll take 60 years to pull something out of your family line if he has to, to get you to a place of wholeness where then you can be trusted to intertwine your roots with another person. We're not, you know, I just don't feel connected. No, you're not whole. So let the Holy Ghost... Do, I'm not, please, I hope you don't hear indictment in my voice. I'm not indicting you, I promise. I'm not, there's nothing of, I don't, there's no condemnation aimed at you in any form. I'm trying to say, I'm trying to give you revelation on why you would maybe feel that. It's, nobody's not doing their job of not making you feel welcome. 
What is happening is, is that the Holy Ghost won't let you depend on other people until He makes you whole and you depend on Him. So God sends or sets, rather, He sets an anointed man into a position by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. The hot dog shop's trying to come up. Lord Jesus. Chili and cheese is bubbling up. Holy Ghost, help me. Brother, I went to Warren today. I went to Warren today and was blessed in Warren, but boy, I, boy I'm, I'm getting a little stirred up. Something's rumbling, but it ain't God. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> chili, I hear, in my spirit, I hear chili cheese fries and red Fanta. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Our beautiful waitress, Helen, today. Come on. She was awesome. Okay, so the Lord, the Lord, this is very important. This is very important. Wholeness, in, in, wholeness supremely is not for power. It's for planting. And wholeness comes before planting. Because you cannot intertwine with... If there's a root of offense in you, when someone doesn't text you back, you're... See, this is what the Scripture says. Believe, love believes all things. It hopes the best about every person. It, but if that thing is in you, where Pastor Jimmy didn't call me back, there's nothing... I, I promise you, I've done, this, I've done this a long time. There's nothing... Nothing personal is happening. But see, but a whole person... Only a whole person can see that and even believe that because of trauma that has happened through your life, trust issues, where then things happen and you, this is how the enemy works. Then you begin to assume, it's like, a, I hate this word, but I don't know a better word. I hate this word. The word I'm about to say, I hate it. I thought I would get some laughs here. The word I'm about to say, I hate with a burning, holy passion and zeal. Hallelujah. It's like a trigger. I hate that word. I hate it. But I hate that word. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But I don't know another. I don't know of a better word to. I need to. I need to look up a synonym for a trigger in the web. Oh, come, Google it for me, Mom. Come on, come on. Google synonym for trigger. Okay. And these things happen in people, and then they start going. Well, what if that? What if they don't really like me? Or what? What if this? What if this is going? What if this is? See, this is why God had to purge your leader because He's making your leader whole. Up until his 45th birthday, and then dreams are going to start coming to pass. Okay, Now, and he, he's, he's going to do this in you because he set an anointed man among you to bring a people into wholeness and exchange by way of the anointing, by way of the Spirit of God, okay, for a purpose. And it's not, it's, listen to me, your wholeness is not about, I'm, just, just walk with me in this progression. Just walk with me. Don't get ahead of me, walk with me. Your wholeness is not about reaching this city. Your wholeness is about being planted in a place. Yes. 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 Individual wholeness precedes corporate wholeness. A corporate body is only as whole as the individuals that make up that corporate body are whole. So the Holy Ghost will spend a lot of time making individuals whole. 
I'm not, I don't, I'm not even saying that's over amongst us. We're not putting a time on it because as long as we, all I'm saying is don't close up and not let the work happen. That's right. But as long as the work is happening, a lot of that is progressive. The Holy Spirit healing and ministering, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying don't hold up and then point fingers. Okay, I'm, I'm going I'm to get him. Okay, okay, okay. So, now, the purpose of this is a planting. That they may be called trees, or the, the language here, the language here is oaks. Oaks of righteousness. This is why our apostles' message is so important in this hour. Oaks of righteousness. The planting, look at the language, the planting of the Lord. Now I want you, okay, okay, uh, go to the next verse for me, Big J. Verse four, the planting of the Lord. Now, now, now the planting is not unto itself either. The planting is not unto itself. The planting has a purpose. Oh, God. The planting has a purpose. So we have, I, I'm going to keep doing it. I know you, you're, getting, you're getting aggravated with me. I can feel somebody because I keep reminding you. I'm just going to remind and remind. I got one more night with you. I'm going to take a beautiful picture of me, Jen. Come on. Are you Northgate Social? Come on. Right here, right here. Don't post it. If you post it, I'm going to... If you post it, I'm going to call Balaam to pull down fire on you. And my, he won't do it because you're already blessed, but I'm going to try to hire him anyway. <laughs> okay, so now we have a planting because God wants the relationships of his house to be made whole. And he wants you, when you look at one another, to believe the best about that person and their love for you. I don't believe in a church where conflict is put under the table. Cultures of honor demand that conflict happen. Confrontation must happen to keep cultures of honor. It has to happen. It has to happen. You can't talk about people in this church. Let me tell you something, brother. You can't, t- you could, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I do it differently now, but my 10 years, you, you couldn't talk about people in my church and not hear from me. Not because I was putting out a million fires, but because if I know someone I love, a child, a, a, one of my children, is bickering with another one of my children, I don't just throw that up to church. No, this is not, we don't have a church culture. That will end. Oh, okay. I'm being mean. I'm just telling you right now. Literally, my church was the most drama-free church you've ever met. Why was that? Well, some of that was because if you, if you continually caused drama, you were escorted out. Right. Period. <laughs> Is this the way I wrote you? I don't like that. A church is supposed to be welcome for all people. No. 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 Mm-mm. No. I'm not even going to explain that. I'm just going to let the nose sit. I'm gonna hit you with a little eat my body and drink my eat my flesh, drink my blood, and not even explain it. Just let it sit right there. But even the planting, there's a wholeness that must come before planting by way of the anointing. This is why revival culture must keep like tonight, man. I felt that breakthrough faith anointing in this room. It's gotta stay. 
Because people are, they need this continual internal work of the Spirit of God done on them. Why? So they can get planted. You don't just get planted in a local church. Okay? I'm helping you whether you realize it or not. Okay? Planting in a place. But even the planting has a purpose. The planting has a purpose. This is what's crazy. This is what's crazy. There's another that. That. This is crazy that this is not mentioned until this point. It, I'm not saying he's not, but I think the writer, the prophetic writer is interesting in his language, in, his, in, the, in the way the narrative plays out, because he doesn't say that God is glorified in the anointed preaching. He doesn't say that God is glorified. I'm not saying God is not. I, just walk with me here. I'm not doing damage to the, to the scriptures. Just walk with me. He's not saying even that when the exchange happens that God is glorified. He's saying that when a healthy family of people it, with their internal world in wholeness is planted in a place with a set man as a leader, that is when God is glorified. That, so we have all of this happening for this, that he may be glorified. Okay? An anointed man by the Spirit of God, a people, a planting in a place that God may be glorified, I'm just going to put God's glory. That make God may be glorified. That God may be glorified. This, this ought to be why your interpersonal relationships ought to be healthy and every person in this room ought to be humble and prefer one another and love one another for this same reason. That God may be glorified. Well, that's old school, but I like it. You have an issue with someone in this church, you go to them face to face. You work it out. Right. It doesn't work out then. You go to your leadership. That's then they come. Oh, man. Church protocol, guys. Okay. Okay. The planning of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Okay. Now, now we have sort of a, a, a closing of the A clause. A man anointed by the Spirit, the purpose of that anointing is to bring a people. The anointing destroys the yoke, removes the burden of mourning. Heaviness, okay? A people into wholeness by way of exchange by the Spirit of God for the purpose that this, this whole thing is so that people can have a place to be planted. God sent Jimmy here so you all could have a home to be a part of. Okay? Now that is so that finally God may get glory. God gets glory when, in a, when a set, sent man is operating in his anointing with a people that that spirit in that anointing has caused him to move into wholeness and that people, because of that wholeness, have been able to plant their lives with one another in healthy interpersonal relationship. Now God is glorified. Because, because they will know that I am who I say I am because of what? The way you love one. Not, not people out there. The way you love one another brings God glory. We want to tell Streetsboro Jesus is alive. Then love one another. 
but it, that's, Brother Mike, it's easier to preach, prophesy. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Now, we sort of conclude here, portion A here. But even this has a purpose. Now, we go into a different thing. We have a preacher, an individual, a people, a planting in a place, and now, this is what I think is even beginning to happen here, now we discover purpose. You don't discover, this, this prophetic progression must begin to happen in the hearts of God's people. Well, we had 10 families come together and they want to start a church. No, a sent man must be sent to plant. Which you have here. Okay? A people brought into wholeness. A planting that God may be glorified. And then, now you find the purpose of those. This is a progression. Now go to the verse number four. And they. They. See, some of y'all prophesy stuff, your interpersonal relationships cancel out for you. We're going to rebuild the city. No, you're not, because you can't get over the offense of somebody in your own church. No, you won't. You won't rebuild anything. Jimmy said something from the pulpit that made you mad. We're going to rebuild the city. We're not. No, and God will take his time. I'm telling you, I don't know of another house even amongst his family has more prophecies about this city, this corporate people, and this city. You'll own this plaza. You'll all, all of that is true. And, and it takes place inside, I believe, I believe, inside of prophetic progression. Where this people becomes whole enough to possess what God has promised. Oh man, don't just... And I'm telling you, this is a witness because what happened in your leader last night, I don't, I, I don't use this word a lot. I believe it's overused. I don't have any problem with anybody that does anything. But I believe there was a true deliverance that happened in this room last night. Something coming up out of the belly of a man. Oh, man. Okay. So now we find purpose. Those people, who, who? What people? What people will do this? A planted in a place, whole people with an anointed leader. What people are going to do this? This is who's going to do this. A planted people in a place with a wholeness on the inside of them and a leader who is sent by God. That group of people will now do very significant things. They will rebuild old ruins. They will, what? Not, not, not church people. Not, no, no, no. Kingdom people interpersonally connected by way of wholeness that love one another through the power of the Holy Spirit that honors the authority of a sent man sent there by God. Those people. Why do we not see city transformation? 
Because we, we're just now tapping, the, the, we're just now getting to the point where we're seeing real, I'm not talking about some stupid apostolic network where a bunch of guys hand out business cards and go preach for each other. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a real apostle sending a man to a city. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. With an anointing to bring people into wholeness, not church life, wholeness. Not church culture, wholeness. Okay? I, maybe I should have said that last part. For, for, forgive me if you need... That was, a, that was a little bit of frustration there. See, God's, help, God's purging me right in front of you right now. See, you see that? <laughs> My frustration over apostolic networks is, is coming out. I, shouldn't, I probably should have said that, but I said it, so forgive me, Lord. Okay? Now these people have a purpose, and it is to rebuild old ruins. I'm telling you, you're going to do this here. You haven't really done it yet because you've been in this prophetic progression. And that's okay. Because if you're untethered from time, you don't mind how long it takes. So it's okay. It's okay. We're not in a hurry. I've heard Jimmy say that a million times this weekend. It's so good and so right. We're not in a hurry. Nobody's in a hurry. Jesus isn't coming back tomorrow. We're not in a hurry. I'm telling you, we're not in a hurry. So we allow the Holy Spirit to do this work. Okay, now we see it. Okay, they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. They shall repair the ruined cities. The desolations of many generations. One group of people can stop the trauma of generations in a city. One group of people. They, oh hallelujah. They will repair desolations of, I mean decades upon decades of generational dysfunction. Stopping with a group of people that honors a set man, loves one another, and is planted and becomes unshakable. I'm unmovable. I'm unmovable. This is my people. This is my land. This is my leader. I'm unshakable. Nobody's shaking me from that. I don't care. They shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Okay? Man. Okay, so I just want you to see this. A preacher, a people, a planting in a place, and now a purpose. Oh, man. Okay, I'm almost done. I hope this has helped you so far. Okay. Okay. So we have anointing. We have anointing on the other side. Okay, I'm doing a bad job of circling all this. It's, it's really, we have a preacher, a people, a planning, and a purpose. We have an anointing, wholeness. We have roots, and we have reformation. Yes, come on. So on one side, we've got a people. I mean, an, a preacher, a people, a planting. A purpose. And this happens by way of anointing, wholeness, roots, and then reformation. Okay. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit and I'm going to leave you alone. This is pretty much what I had to say to you tonight. I don't even know why I have these notes out. These are not even these notes. <laughs> this is not even in this book, but I used it last night. I just opened it up. Okay. 
Yeah, this is okay. I'm gonna say a couple things, a couple more things, and I'll, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna quit. I feel to quit early tonight. That's okay. Okay, maybe I won't. But I, I mean, I mean, I mean, whatever, whatever. Wow. Whoa. I mean, my Lord, mighty Lord, mighty Lord. No, I really am, though, for real. What time is it, 8, 12? Yeah, we already been here two, two hours and 15 minutes. Okay, we're good. We're good. Y'all laid in the floor and cried last night. Let's just leave and eat and laugh this time, maybe tonight. Is that cool? Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, this is, now this, and I'm going to, I really am going to probably conclude right here. Because in theory, that's, that's, the, that's the crux of what I wanted to get into your spirit. You have been sent an anointed man and woman who is, who is there, the, this purpose is that you would be made internally whole. First of all, see, all of these prophecies about Streetsboro are waiting on your wholeness. It's waiting on your wholeness and your planting. Are we really a part of this? No. Th- I'm telling you, God, God, just like he did with Gideon, will take thousands and make them a small group and make sure whoever, come on, who's with this man is really with this man. Okay? All right. So, wholeness comes before the planting. Okay. Now, let's look at this and then we'll, I'm going to let you go. Really, I am. Because I feel like I feel like this is the way I was supposed to do it tonight. They shall they shall rebuild the old ruins. Verse number four. Again, who will do that? A planted people in personal wholeness under the leadership of an anointed leader. I'm going to keep saying that. Those are the people that do it. Hallelujah. And I'm, let me say this in, with grace. Wherever you are on that journey is okay. Just stay committed to the journey. Just stay committed to the journey, man. Don't, don't, don't get, don't, please don't hear this and go, oh man, now I got to do this. And No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying just be malleable to the Holy Spirit. We come in here, you come in here for these services, allow this, come in ready to exchange whatever you need to. So that you may be able to what? Continually that your roots will go deeper in righteousness. That you may become planted. Why? Because God, oh man, God wants to do so much in this city, in this state. How? Through you, through you, through you, through you, through you, through you. And let me say this and say it with all humility and joy. Some of you may not ever do it. You just may be the person in your line who stops the flow of trauma. And your kids become the ones who rebuild cities. I'm okay with that. Jimmy, I'm okay with that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've been through some stuff. We were talking about that last night at dinner. I've been through some stuff. It may take the Lord a long time to really, really make me really internally whole. But I'm going to keep exchanging. Oh, come on. I'm going to keep bringing him and be honest and be open and be vulnerable and say, this is where I'm at, Lord. And I thought I was over that offense, and I'm not. And I'm not going to shame myself over it, but I am going to be honest about it. 
And when I come into the presence of the Lord, I'm going to open up and hand that again to him and say, God, I thought this was all out of me. It may not be. You're not shaming me because of it, but you do want me to exchange it. Your anointing is here that there may be an exchange. I thought I was over what happened with my dad when I was 11 years old. You're not. It's okay that you're not. But just keep exchanging. Don't fake it. Don't fake it. People say, what's your... I say, I'm in process, man. God's doing it. I'm further than I was yesterday. I'm further than I was yesterday. I'm more on the road to wholeness than I was And I'm more planted than I was yesterday. The more whole I get, the more rooted I get. And then, oh, man. See, I asked the Lord. Uh, maybe you know this, but I have... I, have, I, I was never a tattoo guy. Um, <clears throat> I just was not a tattoo guy. Mainly because you, it, it's on you till you die. You know, okay. You know, so when I'm 70, I'm like, okay, Lord. So, come on, BB, it's on you till you die, brother. Just deal with it. Just, just deal with it, BB. Just deal with it. BB, deal with it. Hallelujah. Okay. But I, I wake up one day. And the Holy Spirit, I, don't, I, I have two tattoos. The problem is they, they're massive. One runs from the top of my shoulder to my forearm. I, I didn't start with like Philippians 4.13 on my, on my wrist right here. That took t- literally five and a half minutes and cost me $40. I, I mean, I have one that runs from the top of my shoulder all the way to the... Can, see, can some of y'all see it? It goes from here all the way up. And then I have one that goes from my sleeve here up to my shoulder right here. Now this one, this one is... Uh, the, the, uh, the, the prophetic utterance of uh, Apostle Paul, the progenitor of some of uh, the family line that we are graced to be a part of, called the kingdom man. I had the kingdom man tattooed on my whole arm. The Holy Spirit told me, said, I want you to do it because I want, I want this to be, the, I woke up one morning, the Holy Spirit said, I want you to get two things on you. I said, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I want you to get the kingdom man on your left arm because it's going to remind you of purpose outwardly from this position. But he said, I want you to get something else on this arm. I want you to get a tree. I want you to get a tree, and I want you to get a river put underneath it. And this was because years ago, I was praying when, you know, when children started coming into my life. My children. Not just random children. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's clarify that here. And uh, I was praying in Psalm 1. Psalm 1 is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Blessed is a man who does this, 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 this. That man shall be like a tree planted, planted by rivers of living water. So I was praying one day. Just I wasn't, you know, I was just talking to the Lord. And I said, Lord, I said, why? I said, why do you liken me? What you know, the like as principle the- theologically, but why do you? Why do you? I asked him personally. Why do you want me to be a tree? And the Spirit of God whispered to me and said this. This was the exact language. So your kids can climb on you. And he showed me a picture of a tree in my backyard. And he said, if that tree in your backyard was not rooted, it was dysfunctional, it was diseased, it was rotten, and it was not planted, you would not allow your kids to climb on it because they could fall and be injured. And he said, what I want you to be 
is a tree that is so rooted, it is safe for a generation coming after you to stand on your branches and see things you never saw. So on my oh, I feel that oh, oh, woo. On my right arm, I have this tree tattooed on me, and I have my three children standing on the branches because it's a reminder to me on a bad day that I might have, stay rooted. Stay planted. Don't move. Become unshakable. Create stability for a generation that's coming after you. So I may, I may not even do what I'm talking about tonight. But my kids will. And someone has to come along and go, this stops with me. I'm telling you, you think, oh, you come, you're getting this, but yeah, you don't, you don't. We talked a little bit. Some of y'all don't know some of this. Listen, there's some things in my family line that I had to come and say, that stops now. With me. With me. With me. I don't care if I'm misunderstood. If people think I'm divisive in my own family, these things must stop with me. Because a pure flow of the Spirit of God and the calling of God and the wisdom of God must flow from me to my children. Why? Because they will rebuild cities. Man, listen to me. I'm, I'm going to say this here and I'm, I'm going to be quiet and I'm, I'm going to be done. Has this helped anybody tonight? Just trying, to help, just trying to help you a little bit. When I moved to North Carolina to take my church, did I share this last night? I think I did, yeah. Where I said, I, I, I said this in my time with you, Jimmy. One of the, the Lord shared with me three things, but one of the three things that God shared with me was, he said, what if you do, what if what you see in your heart and in your head is not for you, but if it's for your son, will you do all of the work and get no credit? What man wants to do that? A kingdom man. Who is willing to be a seed in the ground, be forgotten. Oh, hallelujah. But another generation will stand on the branches of my life. And go, my daddy was not some emotionally despairing Pentecostal preacher who couldn't, had no money and couldn't feed us. And I said, I'm not disparaging anybody, but my kids are not going to have that story. All right. I'm almost done. I love talking to y'all. This is fun. All right. Let's look at this one more time. Okay. And this, this, and we'll, we'll finish with this. You have a, you have a preacher a people, a planting in a place, and now a purpose. You have a preacher with an anointing, a people led into wholeness, a planting causing roots, and the purpose is reformation. Okay? But this is what I want to tell you, and then I'll let you go. And then we'll pray. I don't even feel to really, you know, I'm not going to pray for nobody tonight. Y'all cool with that? All right, praise, praise God. I don't think I am. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say that, then God's going to point one of y'all out to me and tell me something you did when you were 25. And I'm going, oh, God, here we go. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Lily of the Valley. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Maybe we'll end that way, Jimmy. We'll see day started. We'll conclude our time together with a congregational. Okay, here we go. I'm I'm having so much fun with y'all. Okay, this people, who? This people, I'm not going to repeat it again because I've done it 90 times tonight. This people will rebuild old ruins. That's you. Come on. 
You're going to raise up former desolations. You're going to repair ruined cities. You're going to fix the desolations of many. Boy, I feel that on this house, maybe more than any place place I know. I'm telling you, there's, there's, there's curse breakers in this house. Oh! Oh! Woo! I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, some of that thing is on you. Don't let people despise your, I'm telling you, they can call it, I told, I told Jimmy and Tina, I said, people, I, I, I didn't come up in a white, yuppie, wealthy, I, my pain pushed me to the presence of God. Woo, woo, woo! The desolations of men. I'm telling you, I feel like telling somebody: you will not be an alcoholic. You will not have a divorce. You will not leave your children. You will not abandon, sir. You will not abandon your family. I don't care how hard it gets. You're not abandoning your family. You're gonna stick it out. You're gonna take your pain to the presence of Jesus, and you're gonna exchange. You're going to exchange it. Come on, just lift your hands and worship him right now. I feel something moving in this room. I feel something moving in this room. I feel something moving. I feel curse breakers in this room. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, I want to reaffirm in somebody's ear tonight, it stops with you. You are the one in your line. You are the one in your generation. It stops with you. You will not be broke. You will not be divorced. Your children will have both parents in the home. They're going to know God and His power. They're going to know the exploits of the anointing and the Spirit of God. I'm telling you, this thing's going to happen. That's right, brother. That's right. I'm telling you, this is who the North Gate is. Curse breakers. With the power of the anointing of God. With a spirit of breakthrough on you. Woo, come on, come on. Just work, just worship. Just pray. Keep praying in the spirit like that. Something's stirring in this room. I'm telling you, fresh identities coming back to this house. I felt something even in that praise tonight. That praise breaks chains, it breaks things open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, you're gonna worship, but I'm telling you that that praise anointing is on this place. No. Handole bohola badala baha sandole behiste bedele Yendele mondole bedele bedele bodola manala mandala 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 Dele bedele mandola man Some of you need to just make an exchange right now You need to make an exchange right now You need to just open up right now God's going to do something in you right now Some of you may have had some heaviness or something You need to just let the holy Come on keep keep going keep praying as I'm talking You you just you may need to make an exchange right now I feel to tell somebody that you're destined to be different. I want to say that when I was flying here, I feel to say a couple things out prophetic. When I was flying here, when I was flying here, I kept hearing this word over and over and over again. I didn't know how it would play anything into it, but I kept hearing the word familiarity. Familiarity. 
familiarity. Familiarity. What am I talking about? I'm talking about starting to look at the thing you're a part of as common, casual, and without honor. Oh, man. What you're a part of is very significant. I want to re-establish that in your heart. I want to break any spirit of familiarity off of the people of this house. I feel to say it the way I felt it coming up here. Because some of you go, man, we love what God is doing in Mobile. We love what God is doing here. And you, you, you're casual about what God is doing in Streetsboro. I say, no, this is just as significant as anything happening anywhere in the world. What you're a part of is generationally significant. I don't care what people don't know. They don't know that all this stuff in this city has come because you've prayed it in. This city's totally changed since I first started coming here. Businesses, life, blessing, prosperity. Why? That just happened? No. A group of people, I don't care if it was five of you, we're up here at 5.30 in the morning. Man, let, let, me, let me tell you something. When, we, when I lived in North Carolina, that town, when I moved there, that town was a ghost town. And I would take, I would take 50 of my people on Wednesday nights and I'd divide them up two by two, Jimmy, and we'd walk around a broke downtown and I would tell them, I... Now, you call me what you want. But I said, don't ask God to do anything. I said, you command businesses to come back here. You command life to come back to this city. You tell restaurants to show up. It was, it was not a couple years we did that. A company from New Jersey comes in and invests four, initially, this is more than this now, $400 million into that little downtown. Now that downtown has a state-of-the-art minor league baseball stadium, restaurants, breweries, boutiques, barbershops, clothing. And I and people go, boy, isn't this awesome what God is doing? I go, you don't realize, people call it, used to call it air, I say, no, you don't understand. I We did that. But we don't, we don't have, that doesn't have to be a known thing. It just has to be known inside. You have to go around telling everybody that. You do, you know, well, no, no. But you know, God answered our prayers because this house has power. You're going to repair the desolations of many generations. I'm telling you, this is connected to you turning 45, Jim. What I even I gave you last night. I'm going to read this to you. Strangers shall stand and feed. Go, give me verse 5, Big J. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. The son of the farmer shall be your plowman and your vine dresses. You know what that is saying? Some of this you're not even going to have to do. But this is what you're going to do. You're going to be called, next verse, sir. You're going to be called, the. You're, this is your job, priest before the Lord. You will be called priests of the Lord. Okay? Let's go to verse number seven. I'm going to leave, leave you alone and give it back to Jimmy. I just declare this over the north gate. And instead of your shame, you will have double honor. 
instead of confusion, they're going to rejoice in their portion. And in their land, right here, you will possess double. And everlasting joy shall be yours. Your descendants will be, verse 9, your descendants will be known among the Gentiles, the offspring among the people. And everybody who sees them, those kids are going to say, there are those kids that the Lord has blessed. (laughs) So I've just come this weekend to tell your pastor that his season of purging is over and to tell this people that Isaiah 61 is your portion. I'm telling you, I, Jimmy, I so agree with what you said earlier. We, how long have y'all been here now? How long have you been doing this in Streetsboro? Seventh year. Literally, literally, you're just getting started. Seven years, year of completion. Eight years when you turn 45, the year of new beginnings. So the eighth year of this ministry in this facility in, in the city of Strew, he sends us 2016. He comes back, tells you you're the treasure in Abba's hand. That's what your apostle came in and spoke to you last month. The seventh year is over. We're heading into our eighth year. And the last time he was here, was 2019 when we opened this facility and it had been three years he comes within the fourth year to announce to you you're the treasure see for me it's significant I love when he starts teaching to the family but there's two significant things when he came to Ohio that we got before the family got one was the fig trees producing fruit in the gym but it's going to have to be cut back because it's not mature enough to bear the fruit and then the prophetic announcement to that is there the world will say the revival has died but the tree had only been trimmed back and he told all of you there was probably 600 people in that gym and he said the north gate he changed the name he said only the foundation out of all these few hundred people only a few of you are the north gate because you will be the foundational pieces and what you thought was revival in this gym what will happen in this city when the time of fulfillment comes when the time of fulfillment comes what they thought happened in the gym something ten times greater is how he said it will happen in the city of Streetsboro that will reach the 40 mile radius into Cleveland, into Akron, into Youngstown, and into Warren. And the sons and daughters will come and they'll cross-connect and they'll begin to love each other from 40 miles that way to 40 miles this way. And we're heading into the eighth year. And what two things did Abba come after in me in this purging in the last several years? One in November was rejection. When on a telephone call, a father told me, I don't care what you do, I'll never leave you, Jimmy Lovejoy. And then a brother comes in 
what I've struggled with the most besides rejection, a brother comes in and says, you don't have to compare yourself to me. And this man, you have no idea, this man is a hero in the faith to me. He is a hero to me. And what I have done to other men many times, one of my heroes washes my feet and something from the innermost of my belly comes out of me. It's time. And there's some of you in this room that you struggle with wholeness and being apart and being accepted and he wants to make an exchange right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. He, Abba does not want you to feel that way. I evangelized in fear and condemnation. This time when I evangelize, it'll be in the love of Abba. Come on, man. Come on. And there, listen, I only did what I knew. That's right. And now I know a little bit more about oh, Abba's love. I was just reminded, I'm just gonna read you guys again. If you remember on May 15th, I heard a prayer meeting, Hosea 10, 12, and the Lord told me it's time for us to break up the fallowed ground. Hosea 10, 12 says, sow righteousness, reap love. It's time to till the ready earth. It's time to dig in with your God until He arrives with righteousness ripe for the harvest. And it's Ephraim and Manasseh that's supposed to prepare the ground with praise, Judah. Ephraim and Manasseh is the sons of Joseph, the tribe that was named after legacy, not the father. So I just declare to the North Rake, get, get ready. Get ready. Lift your hands. Get ready. I, I want to say this too. Don't, put your hands down and look at me. Don't hear me say that and go, we've heard that before. It's different, man. We're in the fullness of time now. You got six months to get ready for the new year, for the eighth year. Papa Jim's 45th birthday. Everything's going to start changing. You're going to see new faces you've never seen before. Hear me. This is by the word of the Lord. You're going to see faces you've never seen before. You're going to have to be whole so you can be patient with those people and you don't need somebody to be patient with you. You're going to have to be whole where you can be mercy-filled for those people and you don't need to be... Come on. You're going to have to have your character solid so you don't have... Come on, so you can be trusted in leadership. Your pastor's going to travel more and preach, so you got to step up and be here to pray and preach and... Oh, hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. So get ready, Northgate. Just lift your hands. Get ready, Northgate. There's a new thing on the way. Ooh, I hear the train coming down the tracks of a new thing. Choo-choo. It's coming, baby. Something new is coming. And I declare you're going to rebuild cities, not just this city, cities. There's city builders in this room. Some of them are 14. Some of them are 12. Some of them are 17. There's city builders in this room. You're going to rebuild, you're going to raise up, and you're going to repair. Because you're a planted people living in wholeness 
with a set man as your leader. Glory to God. I'm When I walk through the dark night of the soul over this last year, I'm telling you, my favorite phrase of my apostle is proximity fixes everything and nothing else will. Nothing else will. I told Tina at times when I struggled, I made her a promise, Brent. I said, I'll never, I'll never upplant, I'll never uproot you from the, from the kingdom family. I would never do that to my wife and my kids. And I stayed planted with an anointed man that has walked me through wholeness that at times I did not want to walk with him. And he didn't do anything to me. It was me wrestling with my own rejection. It was me wrestling with my own comparison. And some of you are going to learn. So many people, when they enter a kingdom family, they feel like the purpose of the family is for their purpose. But the purpose of the family is for you. Your purpose is out there. I don't know how to say that the way I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because people say, where do I fit? How do I fit? Where do my gifts fit? They don't fit because it's not about the gift fitting. It's about the person finding family and becoming whole and the gift exploding in the earth. Not You are sown as sons and daughters of light, not in the church, in the world. Hallelujah. You, you, do you, that, am, I, am, I, am I being clear with how I'm explaining that? Because this is why people deal with rejection. Where do I fit? I've got gifts and talents and abilities and anointings. I'm called to this. this. It doesn't have, you're not, it's not supposed to fit necessarily. Family, home is about you. Come on. Hang on one second here. So I want to pray one more time and then I really am going to get I want to pray because I felt something and I think I went beyond the anointing just a minute ago. I felt something on this idea that the people in this room are curse breakers. And I want to pray for you that you will have the internal fortitude to finish some things God is telling you to finish. Please. Listen, I want everybody in this room to stand to their feet. I want everybody in this room to stand to their feet. Because when he started talking about curse breaking, I'm telling you, I felt the anointing in the room. And if there's something, if this is home for you, if there's something I carry, it's something you carry, and it's a breaker anointing. It's a breaker anointing. So I'm telling you, if there's anything in your history that you struggle with to this day and people don't even know about, that mental health, I'm telling you right now, mental health, addictions, I don't care. Nobody in the room knows. I don't care. Abba knows and he's coming. He's coming with perfect love and he's coming with his judgment of anything that would not keep you whole. Abba's coming with his love and his judgment to break anything off you that would not keep you whole. I'm telling you, I feel that breaker anointing coming alive on the inside of me. He changed me, transformed. He loves me and he loves you. And he's coming after anything 
And I'll tell you where all of this began. When my mama took me to that church where that man pastored when I was an 11-year-old boy and got filled with the Holy Ghost, that man raped my mom back when she was a teenager. And my mom walked in there and said, God, you're going to take me to that church? You're going to take me to that church? And I was said, for your son, you got to go. And my mama walked in that and knew that the man that raped her was not the man that was pastoring that church. He'd been transformed by the blood of God. And she forgave that man. And it was in that man's altar that God placed a breaker anointing on my life because that man carried a breaker anointing. Don't tell me God can't change and transform the very heart, spirit, and soul of a man. So whatever you think change your dragon whatever chains you think your dragon whatever lie that you bought into the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but the mighty through the pulling down of a stronghold to the very point of your imagination it is just imagined you think you're chained up but by the blood of Jesus you were set free 2,000 years ago you were set free it was there is no such thing as a generational curse it was all finished on the day of Calvary so I felt it man I felt it when Bryn began to talk about Some of you have even tasted the freedom and the lie came and said, you're not free. I'm here to tell you the truth, you're free. I'm here to tell you the truth, you're free. And there will be no divorce from here on. And there will no be abortion from here on. And there will be no, I'm just hearing what I'm saying. There will be no STDs from here on. There is no drug addiction from this moment on right here. There is no drug addiction. There is no perversion. Because you've been set free. Oh, that I could still go free. What kind of man would do this for me? His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Oh, that I could still go free. His name is you. What kind of man would do that for me? It's always going to be about the blood. So if that's you that just, I'm not asking what you're doing. Your mind, your heart. I want I want a little bit more wholeness tonight. I want a little bit more wholeness. Just raise your hands. I want a little bit more wholeness. Jesus, I'm exchanging what's been going on in my heart and what's been going on in my mind on the live stream. Right there in your home. Right there. Come on. I'm from the place where the chicken coop, the laundry mat, the Holy Ghost came in. Yeah. Yeah, Abba, we send your love. We send your love into every fracture. We speak life. We speak life where others have even spoken death over any kind of curse. You are not cursed. You are blessed. You are not the tail. You are the head. You are chosen. You are a pioneer. 
that will become a homesteader that will be planted you are a pioneer for your children and your grandchildren you are a tree of righteousness loved by Abba no matter what 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 you're not rejected you're not rejected you will not compare anymore you are loved come on let that sink in let that sink in I want you to slip your hands up again if you've been struggling with that. And I want, if you've not raised your hands, I want you to look around and just lay your hands on them. Lay your hands on them. Look around, lay your hands on them. And if that is you, raise your hand. Let somebody lay hands on you. This is an extension of grace and mercy. You belong. You belong. You will build. You will not believe in the lie. You will build. You were born for greatness. Wyndham longs for you. Ravenna longs for you. Longs for a redeemed son. You belong. You are loved. Nobody's alone. Nobody's abandoned. You were born for a time such as this. All Abba's promises to you are yes and amen. All Abba's promises. Come on, Sarah, you love him. You love, pray. Pray for your man of God. Pray for your, that God joined you together. Hannah, just slip your hand on Rhonda's shoulder. Yeah. Tonight, all of it breaks. Tonight, all of it breaks. Tonight, it, there it goes. Abba's been waiting for your tears because he saves them. Abba's been, daddy has been waiting for your tears. There's no turning back. There is no turning back. There is no turning back. There is no turning back. It's all new. It's all new. Love penetrates the heart. It's love that penetrates the heart. It's love that penetrates the heart. It's love that penetrates the heart. Perfect love casts out fear. Fear of what? Punishment? I'm going to say it like this. Fear of failure. It's perfect love that casts out the fear of failure. Nobody in this room fails. That's why there's a prophetic symbol in this room. We don't judge time. We don't measure time. Love shatters time. Love shatters time. Love shatters time. Quit getting in a hurry. You don't have to rush it. He and it and what God is wanting to do is not going anywhere. He and what God is wanting to do is not going anywhere. So don't rush it. 
because love is perfect because love is patient and love is kind and when I came driving into the church today I saw Maddie and Colton driving out he is in control of time land gets restored in Jubilee the Alger farm is a part of this family forever that's why you could sit in a farm on 303 and know this is mine because it's Coulter's Come on, just pray in the Spirit. Keep praying, keep praying. But I felt like I had a word for, what's his name right there? Justin, but I feel like it's for everybody as well. Jacob, Jacob loses his dream, his son Joseph. And evidence told him that the dream was dead. Because the brothers brought the coat to the father, ripped apart with blood on it. And all the evidence said, the one I love is dead. Every piece of evidence pointed that way. And I feel like there are Jacobs in this room, and you you can say that, but the evidence says it's dead. But it's not dead. It's just alive in another time. And you'll see that dream again in another time. It, it broke Jacob down so bad. Years and years passed, he couldn't believe. You can't take Benjamin too because the dream that I initially loved died. I hope I'm communicating this the way I want to. Because some of you have looked at that, that multicolored coat in your story with blood on it said the dream is dead the dream is dead and the Lord tells you tonight Jacob the dream is not dead I've just pushed it to another time yeah come on you're not rejected you're not rejected you're not rejected I want you to hear me I and Tina me and Tina will never throw you We will never throw you away. That is not how this family rules. You will have to walk away. Come on, some of you let Abba come in and deal with the rejection. Let him come in. Let him come in. Some of you, I know some of you in the room need to stop dealing with comparison. You are amazing. You are absolutely amazing. You are amazing to Abba. Just put on that coat of righteousness. Just put it on. Come on, 
so, so I need somebody to put on a coat of righteousness. I need somebody to put on the coat of righteousness tonight. The right, come on, pray. For, I, I, I don't care if it's one person, but I'm telling you somebody in this room needs to put on the coat of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And you're done comparing yourself to anybody, to anybody. You are done comparing yourself to anybody, to somebody else's business, to somebody else's marriage, to somebody else's children. You're done tonight. You're done tonight comparing yourself. Oh, come on. You feel that? Come on. Come on. Come on. There's breakthrough tonight. There's a break. You're done comparing your marriage. You're done comparing your kids. You're done comparing your business. You're done comparing yourself. He loves you and he's not done with you. He's not done with you. Tonight is proof. Tonight is proof. And we're not in a hurry. We're not in a hurry. Because we'll send you to Ravenna with all resources. That's how we feel. That's how we believe. That's how family rolls. You've got a papa here and you've got an apostle. And... Come on, some of you put on that, just put on that coat of righteousness and let them tears run on your face and Abba collect every one of them. Abba collect every one of them just to remind you of how good he is. Remember when you shed that tear of comparison? I freed you of it. Because you're great. You're great. You're great. And you are loved. You are so loved. You are so loved. Don't go home tonight and go, but, but, but what if tomorrow? Proximity fixes everything. Just like tonight, you get in right in the middle of these people that love you. Proximity fixes everything. Nothing else will. say what I said to the men I've said it in two private meetings with the men of this house I need y'all to lead now you know why now I know why I need you to lead in this house does that mean get on this microphone that is not maybe most importantly I need you to priest before the Lord in this house I believe what we've done for the last several months in just private prayer meetings, you coming in here and adding oil to the lampstand, I think you're going to find five, three, ten, twenty people in here praying and preaching before the Lord. Because we've only seen the beginning of what Abba's wanting to do in this city. And watch, you better get ready. Because he's been reclaiming this city. So you know what you know what he's about to do? The 40 mile radius. That's why you just left Caldwell that was local in Streetsboro and went to the 40 mile radius. Quit questioning, can I can I handle the money that's coming? The answer is yes. 
I don't care what, what you think you've screwed up in the past. He knows the future of Justin and Ashley and you will be trusted with millions of dollars. You're not going to screw this thing up, Ashley McCoon. You're not going to mess this up, Justin. Come on to my brokers in the land, residential, commercial properties. You're not going to mess this up. To the entrepreneurs and the kingdom builders, you're not going to mess this up. Quit living it. It's time to be wild and free. It's time for the entrepreneurs of this place to be wild and free. It tastes too good, Josh. It tastes too good, Jeremy. It tastes too good. Every business owner in this room, dream big because we're a Joseph company. And you can rest in the promise of we're not just a Joseph company, we're a Hebrew four company. Man, man, in Jesus' name. Before we depart together tonight, man. I just hear my childhood pastor. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I don't, I hear his voice saying this thing and I mean this I want you to examine your heart Pastor C.T. Matthews would always look at his congregation it was never big maybe 50 people but he'd always say this at the end of every service is every heart and mind clear and he was an anointed man of God helped restore my mom and dad's marriage when they were on the verge of a divorce I don't care if it's one person. Is every heart and mind clear? Because there's a clarity of anointing in this room. If it's not, I want you to slip your hand up. I don't care if it's one person. Abba wants you tonight. He wants you. Is there anybody? Some of you teenage girls lay hands on her. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? Are all hearts and minds clear? Like, are you going to walk out of here and kiss your wife and hug your babies and go, like last night, Dick, you, listen, you could have done something stupid and I'd have been like, God's going to change it. That's heart and mind clear. The worst could happen. You're like, God, I'll fix this right now. Somebody will die. We'll raise them from the dead. Kate, yeah, Romans 8 was all over me last night. Case is closed. You know what I feel like? I feel like the night that Marky OD'd. And the doctors and them were coming to say, we've resuscitated him 10 times. I illegally, this is the kind of crazy, nutty faith I walked in in the early days. I walked through the hospital, no badge, walked into the ER room where all the stuff's going on. Me and Mickey Maschek, and the doctors looked like, who are you two? And I said, he's our friend. Doctor looked straight at me because I'm going to talk to his mother. There's nothing we can do. We laid hands on that man and his heart started beating. What medicine? What machines could not restart his heart? The love of Abba did. 
my heart and mind was clear last night. I walked out of this place and I'm believing it even now. There's nothing God can't do. Tina sung it tonight. There's nothing God can't do. Faith rise up. See what happens when you remove rejection and comparison. Is there anybody? Are all hearts and minds cleared? Here's the awesome part of Abba. Even if you're wrestling with yourself, I don't want to raise my hand in front of everybody. He's going to come get you tomorrow. And if you run from it tomorrow, he's going to come get you on Tuesday. And then you're going to have to walk back through these doors on Sunday and he's going to come get you. You know how I know that? Because that's how he came after me. He never stopped. He never stopped. I'm thankful for the love of God and a praying mom and dad that I can stand on your shoulders. Last night we said it. I stand here today because of those two. What are you doing in front of your children? What are you committed to is what I told the men Tuesday night. What are you fully committed to that your children will follow you and say, that is the way of life. Thank you for listening to this message from the North Beat. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.